Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. This is Happiness Solved with America's Happiness Coach, Sandy Scarlatta. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me today. I'm so happy you're here. I'm Sandy Scarlatta. I was born in Virginia Beach and raised in the Baltimore Annapolis area and had very humble and tragic beginnings. And as a result, my life was a hot mess. Thankfully, 33 years ago, I got my act together. And since that time, I have dedicated my life to serving others and raising awareness that no matter what you've been through, you can choose happiness and live the life of your dreams. Happiness Solved is dedicated to giving you content that is empowering, motivational, inspirational, and of course, a dose of happiness. It's my way to give back to the world and share other people's stories. This thing called life can be challenging. And my guests share their amazing stories, wisdom, and life lessons that demonstrate anyone can choose happiness. You see, happiness is a choice, and the choice is yours. Today's episode is amazing, and I am so grateful for you. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to leave a review and follow me on social media at Coach Sandy Scarlatta. Enjoy the show. Sean Lazan, so great to have you (laughs) back on my podcast. How are you today, my friend? It's great to be back. I am doing fantastic. It's um, I'm at my parents' place right now in rural Wisconsin, and I'm very happy that right now upstairs it's warm. Um, it's yeah. been a lot of cold here recently. Yeah, really yeah, nice we're today. You know, I'm on the East Coast, and um, I'm in North Carolina right now in Charlotte on a lake, and I live outside mm. of the DC metro area, and we did not have a winter which nobody's complaining about that at all. It's just very unusual because we probably had four to five days in the month of February where it was between, you know, in like the mid sixties and that's unheard of. And, but you know what? I joke, like eventually nobody's going to need to move to Florida because I'm going to have, you know, Florida weather and oceanfront property at some point. So, you know, right. On on Thank even you. years and on years, it's going to be completely different. Like the who knows? Climate who is, knows? is so odd. In California, where I'm based now, there's all of this snow coming. Yeah. Well, you know, like people record snowfalls. You know, and I don't I don't talk politics or religion on this, but you know, people, you know, they there I, I believe there is some truth to global warming. What people are failing to recognize and they're not putting enough emphasis on is that if you look at the the history of the planet, we it naturally evolves and goes through different weather weather patterns. And I nobody talks about that. It's like mm-hmm. go to the Smithsonian. I live outside of DC. You go to the Smithsonian, there's a map of what the earth looked like a million years ago, and it looked totally different yeah. than yeah. it is today. And like the earth is shifting and changing, and it's you know, I think we are doing some damage. There's no doubt about how can we not with 8 billion people on the planet. And, you know, of course we're going to do damage, 
it's just, I think that part of it is also just the natural shift of the planet and its evolution. So anywho, yeah. <laughs> enough about the that. Climate change podcast. <laughs> yes, exactly. No, we're going to talk about happiness. So we started chatting yeah. before I hit record and I'm like, no, let's wait, let's wait, mm-hmm. let's talk, talk about this. So first of all, yeah. How are you able to travel so much? Because that is such a luxury that most people do not get to enjoy. Like you're just traveling all over the place. <sighs> and I'm, it's I'm awesome. I'm doing a lot of traveling. Yeah. So I used to do software development. Um, that's okay. why I have a degree. And so I did lots of that. And I was good at it. And I had to realize, is this what I want to contribute to the world? And there's an app aspect of it that I really enjoyed, like creating things, putting things together. The software development aspect was fun sometimes. And then I had to look at what is my purpose. And while I know that people can have a great purpose doing software development, I was never part of a project which really connected to my heart. Yeah, And I loved working with people. I love talking to people. So I pivoted pivoted to kind of go back and forth. So I went to software and I went to sociology, psychology. I have a psychology degree now, always back and forth and back and forth. And now I've been on the fourth part, which is really diving into um, wanting to help people with loneliness, wanting to help people connect with each other. And how I'm able to do this now is thank you for the money that I made from software development that um now to be honest i am it, this is what we were just talking about like the, the the way you're supposed to do it and the way you're not supposed to do it and how you're not supposed to do it is using your retirement fund to pay for your living and that's what i'm doing right now hey um, you can't take but, it with you <laughs> that's true <laughs> but i look at it, it's like you know i am i feel so passionate about having people like you happiness happiness part of happiness is having good strong connections strong good communication yes and if i went back and i could doing software development that's me basically saying that i admit failure like i'm never going to be successful enough in making this change like i see and i don't believe that it's just a matter of time as one That's of right. my coaches, Christian Michael, says success is inevitable. Absolutely. Success is inevitable. And that's what I believe. You know, and here's the thing. And this is, you know, it's been a similar journey for me in that I have to do what is in the be- best for me and what's in alignment with my vibrational frequency. And, you know, we started talking because you were like talking about finding your niche and everything as a coach. And, you know, I I left the coaching world for a few years out of necessity because my ex-husband hit a motorcycle and killed two people and went to prison. And I had a 13 year old little boy that I had to care for. And so I had to go back to corporate America. I had to have the benefits and health insurance Mm -hmm. and all of those things. And it's totally okay. You know, that was just part of my journey. You know, we all have a journey that we're on and that was part of mine. And so, well, I chose a, a field where I'm still coaching people. So I never really left coaching. I've I've always been coaching people. So I come back, I publish my book, I start the podcast. I'm a happiness coach. And it's too broad. And people are like, you have to find your niche. You have to find your niche. And what you said before 
you know, your thought will let the niche find me. And like, people say that's the wrong way to do it. And I was like, I disagree because my niche found me. Mm -hmm. And I'm a high performer and I'm also an elite athlete and I've been an elite athlete for 50 years. I've also owned multiple businesses and I have a, you know, a business degree and I've got, you know, I have, I've done a lot. And, and that's part of who I show up energetically. I'm the type of person that does a lot of things. I can be very successful at a lot of different things. So, you know, I'm a retired U.S. national and international figure skating coach. I have a gold medal in ice dancing. And about two years ago, a friend of mine who's a coach said, you know, we really need you at, at the rank. We need a mindset coach. I'm like, okay. Mm -hmm. Like never really thought about working with athletes as a, you know, as their mindset coach. And here's why, because I had a limiting belief that that's for sports psychologists. No, right. You don't need a degree in psychology to work with athletes. If an athlete is having mental, mental, you know, mental health issues, they're going to go see a psychologist that specializes in mental health issues. Athletes, you know, they, they need, they need a mindset coach. So I was able to get rid of that limiting belief. And that's, you know, part of what I focus on now is high performers, mostly elite athletes. Right now, all of my clients are elite athletes. And it found me. It. I wasn't looking for it. It found you. It found me. Right. You just were following your path, what resonated with you, is, as you say, what aligns with your energetic uh, signature. That's right. And that puts you in the place where the magic happened. That's right. Yeah. And so I just keep doing what you're doing and it's going to find you. It, it, like one mm -hmm. day you're going to be like, it's, ex yeah. ah. it's like, you know, somebody's going to flip. It's like the flip is going to be switched. And you're going to be like, oh my gosh, that's what it is. Right. And I see it already happening. Good. And because I talk with people, I do coaching right, right. right now. And I have people saying, you are the best coach that I've ever had. It's a, just a matter of ramping that up and finding, continuing to follow what my passion is, just like you said. Yeah. And what's been a real help for me. Yeah, go ahead, Sandy. I was just going to say, the only time when your niche matters is if you're buying Facebook ads or, you know, because you want to like narrow in, okay, what's my niche? Who's my target audience? That's what I'm targeting. Right. Right. It's for people, like if you had some, a one sheet, on there it really needs to be precise because right. they don't know me that's right so i would rather have people know me because i'm a person that um people love or people don't like it's like one we're or the that other way. and we're i all love that way that. i no we're not <laughs> no i mean i'm the type of person like women either look at me and they're like i love you or they look at me and they're like i hate you before I even say exactly. one word. And it's been like that my entire life. Uh -huh. And now I'm like, you know what? What other people think of me isn't my business. I don't care. If you want to pass yeah. judgment on me yeah. before you even hear me open my mouth, then that's your problem, not mine. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, and that, I think to. that type of, that personality is the one that I think does not need to niche down so much. Because our niche are the people that resonate with us. That's, that's right. our niche. You exactly. can't put that on a one sheet paper, but you can put it in front of people coming from stage and saying, hello, everyone, I'm Sean Lazan. Here's about me. And some people are going to be yes. And some people are going to be no. And that's yeah. beautiful. Exactly. I was on stage a few weeks ago in DC and most of the people were looking at me and they're like shaking their head and you could tell they're really, and then, then you had a couple that are just sitting there like this. 
<laughs> right. And you know what I do? I started talking right to that person, started looking that person in the eye, and all of a sudden she just started doing okay. okay. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Beautiful. All right, loneliness. I think mm. we all have suffered at one point or another in life. We're human. I think it's part of the emotions of, you know, the, the different types of emotions that we all experience. And loneliness is certainly one of them. And I would love to really dive into that because I don't think I've really had an episode and I'm coming up on tomorrow. I think episode 194 is going to be released. I don't know that we've had, wow. I've had a topic really focusing on loneliness. So I, I really want to dive into that because it's sad. That's the last thing, you know, as a coach, you know, and somebody that's always of service to others, like the last thing you want is to know that there's people out there experiencing loneliness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's ever since the pandemic and right. it's been bad since then. And I think we can look back in the pandemic. We can look at social media. We can look at um, the disintegration of the conservative traditional family. Um, we've had this loneliness epidemic that's been getting worse. And there's lots of, there's lots of reasons. There's lots of things we can talk about. The thing that comes in right now is us being in the States. We have this belief that we're super independent, which is beautiful, which gives us all, a lot of the success that we have in this nation. But at the same time, it can tend to separate us from other people because I can do this myself. I can pull myself out from the bootstraps. And we sometimes forget that maybe I can be successful and I can have the dream house, the yacht, the whatever, and I can still feel lonely. I can still That's feel right. sad. And one of the reasons, like what really, hmm, it's like a, it's a thing that's deep to my heart. You know, I was raised and didn't have friends. Like I didn't think I deserved to have friends actually. So this, the feeling of being by myself, I can, I can remember it. I can remember it and feel it in my body. And I don't want people to go through that. And what I'm realizing is so much of this is about how, how do we communicate? How do we talk to each other? We're so busy protecting ourselves, building up walls to protect ourselves, which also prevents us from really having the connection that we deserve to have with people, whether that be the person that you buy your bread from, or maybe even your spouse, your partner, especially these things, right? The, the risk of alienation with our loved ones is so high that we can tend to get in this sort of protective state. Oh, I don't want to say anything that will offend them. Mm. This, I'm walking on eggshells. All of these things and what I'm really loving, I do a practice, I've been doing this for six years called Authentic Relating and a practice Ooh. of how do we connect with each other in a way that really builds bridges rather than builds walls. And it's authenticity and vulnerability. Like uh, Brene Brown talks about this all the time and she's so right. Authenticity and vulnerability. I'm sure you've had people on here talking about 
these two things, authenticity and vulnerability. And when I'm authentic and vulnerable with you, you're more likely to connect with me. Absolutely. And we can feel good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, when people close down and they're not willing to really share their authenticity, a couple of things happen. One, most likely they're feeling a lot of shame and they, mm -hmm. they, they that's maybe the driving emotion underneath of it as to why they're not telling the other person. But the really big thing, and this isn't for everybody. And if it's not for you and you're listening, if it's not for you, that's totally okay. We're, nobody's making anybody wrong here. It's just, you just never know who you're going to impact and who you can help by being authentic and being vulnerable. Just like with you, when I shared, the, you know, about my ex-husband, you, your eyes just lit up and you're like, I don't remember who I tell and who I don't. I mean, you know, it's, it's just, it's just part of my story and you know, it, it happened and you just move on. I mean, it was a long time ago. It's been, what was it? 2013. So it's it, 10 years, this October, it'll be 10 years, you know, and he served his prison mm -hmm. time. And, um, and I share that. And, and, and this was the driving force behind my podcast is that people learn through sharing through stories, right? Thousands of years ago, yes. that's how people learned. It was all storytelling. And we learn by hearing other people's stories. And and I started this podcast because I want people to understand and know that no matter what you've gone through, you can find happiness. You can choose happiness. And what people aren't always getting is that, you know, I say, you know, choose happiness and the choice is yours because it's, it's totally up to you whether or not you're going to choose happiness. You know, nothing can make I you happy. That. You have to choose it. So sharing your story and being authentic, you never know who you're going to help. You know, and you can really mm -hmm. change lives through your story. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love this choosing happiness. Yeah. And and what we think sometimes is that I need to so choose happiness. So I'm choosing happiness, which means I better show that I'm happy with you all the time. No. And of course, you know that that's not what happiness is. Happiness isn't. That's right. Everything is great. Yay. I'm really good at that, I putting think, a smile on my face and just pretending because that's how I was raised. <laughs> just smile and everything yeah. will be okay. No, the happiest people on true? the planet. Is that how it was? Yeah. Is that how yeah, it was? Yeah, because my brother, my brother died when I was 12 years old. I was going on 13. And that's the weird thing is that my brother died at that pivotal point in my life. And my son's was 13, had just turned 13 when his father had the accident. So we both experienced very traumatic tragedies at a very young age. Um, but that was kind of at that time, it was 1978 when he, when he died, nobody went to therapy. So it was just like, just smile, just put a smile on your face and everything will be okay. And so that's, that's kind of, I mean, they didn't know, you don't know what you don't know. And, you know, I don't blame my, my mom or my dad. And it's just, they didn't know. They didn't know how to deal with it. Yeah. Nobody, you, you're not given a handbook on raising children, let alone how do you, you know, what happens when you lose a child and you have other children to, I mean, you know, my God, you know, mm -hmm. you just, you just do the best you can. Mm -hmm. And what society says you're supposed to do. And that's right. what it was then. Right. Yeah. Like just shove what I like to think about is like shoveling it under the mat, shoveling it under the mat. Someone yeah. is angry at me. I don't want to be angry at them. So I am going to 
I'm just going to let it go, but I'm not letting it go. I'm shoveling under the mat and this yeah. mat is getting bigger and bigger. Oh yeah. Well, because, um, you know, you have to deal with all of these emotions and, and pain is pain and oh, anger yeah. is anger. It comes in all shapes and sizes. And it, you know, if you're experiencing something for the very first time, no matter how, you know, you can't say this pain is bigger than that pain or that pain is, isn't as bad as this pain, because if you're experiencing it for the very first time in your life, it's bigger than life, you know? And, and it's still pain. It's still pain to you. It's and um, yeah. And, and loneliness, let's get back to loneliness. Cause I, I remember that <laughs> very, very much because after yeah. my brother passed away, it was a very, very lonely time for me because not only was I told to smile and it'll be okay. I went, I remember going back to school and nobody said a word. They just, it was just as if it didn't happen. Like nowadays you'd come back to school and the counselors would be pulling you aside and do you need to talk and we're here for you. I had none of that. So it was a very lonely, lonely experience, mm -hmm. you know? So for you, it, what, what are some, a couple of tricks or little golden nuggets that you can share with the audience that if somebody is feeling lonely, what would you say to people and how to help you make that shift um, to, to try to dissipate some of the loneliness? I mean, it may not go away overnight, yeah. right? But... Yeah. The first thing I would say is just reaching out to talk to people. Let's say you have someone in your life. I hope that most people, I'd say most people have someone in their life that they can talk with and be a little vulnerable. And that may be little steps. So perhaps you have a, a, a family member or a friend, and maybe you don't, you're not used to expressing, here's what's going on, or it might say, here's what's alive for me right now. So try this, try Choose a person that you feel when you think about them, you feel, oh, I really like this person. And maybe you're not, maybe you don't have the intimate relationship, but you like really like them. So call them or text them. But I would really think rather than texting people, calling at the very minimum a voice call, a video call, even better, because you get more information and say, hey, I would love to, I'm just feeling a lot with me right now. There's a lot going on right now. And I would love maybe now or later to spend 10 or 15 minutes. And I'd love to just share that with you. Are you open to that? I so what it. you're doing there is saying your why, and it's not, Ooh, I got to dump everything on you, but setting up a time in the future. And that gives them the choice of saying yes or no. And they're probably going to say yes. Maybe not right now. They might say, hey, I've got time for another three days. But everyone wants to connect. Everyone wants to be a support of people. So just saying, here's my why and setting up that. And then at that point saying, here's what's going on right now. You can start with, I recommend, if you're not used to sharing your emotions, start with connecting to the body, like taking a breath. And like, how does it feel right now in my body? Start with really feeling. It's like, man, I feel ah, tightness in my stomach. I feel contraction in my heart. And step into that feeling and just express how it is to be you right now. 
maybe that's, I just don't feel like I have people to talk with. I feel sad. I feel whatever. And if it's a guy, I recommend pre-framing this with, and I don't need a solution. Really anyone, everyone likes okay. to solve problems, but more for guys. Guys love to solve problems. We love to solve problems. It's the best thing. Oh, I can solve this. But you don't want anything solved. You okay. just want to express and pre-frame that. Pre-frame meaning say this in beforehand. Right. And try that. Does that seem like something that anyone, everyone can do? I think it does. That's I think it really is yeah. for sure. And then if I could just add, I was thinking there's so many Facebook groups mm -hmm. and there's that, that you can join yeah. and there's a whole community there and there's places that are, that offer a safe space. Um, lots of communities on Facebook with safe spaces and you could easily reach out and, and just be like, Hey, you know, kind of going through something. Anybody, anybody open for a call? And I, and I guarantee you, you'd have so many people be like, I'm here for you. I'm here for you. I'm here for you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So what, what is, what would you say to somebody who's afraid of taking that leap? Because some people, I'm going to use my mom as an example. Mm -hmm. She lives by herself. You know, my father passed away in 2016 and he was the go-getter. He was the one that dragged her around everywhere. He was always busy. They always making plans. And now it's just her and, and she won't make the effort to meet anybody in her apartment building. And she's lonely. And I don't even know. I mean, I'm a coach. I, I don't know what to tell her. I'm like, well, I give her ideas. I'm like, they have a happy hour every Friday at six o'clock. Just walk down and grab a glass of wine and start talking to someone. But see, that's easy for me, right? I'm an introvert, but when, but I, it's, I can walk into a room and, and start a conversation with anyone. My mom's not like that. So what do you recommend to somebody that, you know, words of wisdom or anything that can help like push people along if they're that much of an introvert that they can't, <laughs> I can't reach out to anybody. What do I do? It's so uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. It, it can be uncomfortable. It can be uncomfortable. I would say get in. So it looks like there's really two ways of looking at it. It could be how can I influence someone else or how can a listener be influenced by listening to this right now? In this situation with your mom, if I were you, I would really get clear for her to talk to your mom on what's your why? Like really, what is going on? It's not, you know, I feel lonely. Okay, here's what you should do about it. I feel lonely. Okay, let's talk about that more. How is it right now? And she has the solution. She may not have the idea specific things, but if you're there as like a person that's just there not to fix things, but just to understand her world, embracing her loneliness in the present moment. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I suspect something will happen. From there, that. more of the openness of, well, here is, you could go to the cocktail mixer. And she has some reasons not to like, okay, let's dive more into what those reasons are. Like you feel scared. You feel that you won't be able to do it. And just allowing her the space to feel honored and understood. And that's going to make that. her not feel, that's going to feel her less lonely. So, so that's part one. And then part two of someone that just listening right now would be the same thing. Like, okay, I, how do I get started? <sighs> really checking in 
with myself and what am I afraid of? Like, okay, I I want, I've got a friend, I've got someone, an acquaintance. Let's say there's no one. Let's say someone's on the call and there's no one except a colleague. Okay. What would happen if this one colleague that I got to, that I would like to have a communication with, would I would like to start being connected to, what am I afraid of? And there's valid fears. So I would recommend writing those down, writing those down just for yourself, getting this stuff out there. If you can't talk to anyone, talk to yourself. You can talk with, and and the Facebook groups that you're talking about too are great. Although danger about Facebook groups sometimes. Yes, I know. <laughs> writing it down is great. The comments sometimes can be horrible. Um, yes. But yeah, just... It's right, expressing it, expressing it. And there are always beautiful souls. Um, and any fear that you have is totally okay. Yeah. You're not doing anything wrong if you think you have reasons that you can't do that. Totally. Accept those, allow those, talk to someone. Um, I'm going to put in my email address. You can reach out to me. Um, I'm going to be doing some, some, um, authentic relating online classes. I haven't set this up, but it's been the thing that I have really gotten me how I can communicate better and it's authenticity and vulnerability and one step at a time. I love and it. People are beautiful, wanting to love each other. And we all need more connection here. Oh. We all need more connection and we're all able, we're all able to connect. We yes. can, we're our, all our own healers. We are all healers. And especially yeah. for something like loneliness. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love it. That is so well said, Sean. Thank you so much. I will make sure your information is in the show notes. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with the audience before we finish up? Hmm. Just to reemphasize that this where you are right now is beautiful. Like whether that's being having lots of friends or feeling really lonely right now, just where you are right now and feeling that. And then from that acceptance of your own place, you can start to connect with other people and you can do it. And love it. we're here to help. Love it. Love it. Love it. Sean, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm glad yeah. we, and you know what, you rescheduled a couple of <laughs> times and I, and I'm, I'm always like, you know what, whenever we talk is going to be perfect. I don't, you know, yeah, it's all good. And I knew that we were going to have the best conversation ever. So it's all good. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you so much, Sandy. Have a beautiful day. You too. I certainly hope that you enjoyed today's interview. Thank you so much for joining me. And as always, I hope that you and your family are healthy and safe and that your lives are filled with peace, joy, and happiness. Take care, everyone. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. 
world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.